Ugh, man. I was gargling. Oh, always gargle before takeoff. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. <coughs> we love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're reviewing Joker, finally. Mm-hmm. Last on us. Uh, we're taking a look at Vin Diesel's Bloodshot character for the first time, kind of. Uh, all right. Uh, New York Comic Con gives us a bunch of Marvel games, and that's pretty much about it. This yeah. Weekend. And more. And if you can't tell if you're a normal subscriber to the podcast, I sound extraordinarily gravelly today. Uh, it's just uh, I've been sick for the last couple of days, so you're just kind of stuck with me like this this week. So <clears throat> I apologize in advance. Do my best to kind of clear my throat away from the microphone. So I promise, stay subscribed, stay tuned. I will not sound like this next week. Well, it's it's, it's funny, Mike's like you're gonna do most of the heavy lifting this week to me, and then he talked mostly through the. Our Joker review episode. Oh my god! I just, I mean, that's that's the whole reason why we do this podcast, right? I just got to talk about this, uh, this this nerd stuff. (laughs) So I'm not going to do any nerd stuff this week, uh, except see the Joker because of a work event. Uh, It's gone Mm -hmm. for six days, but I do want to take this opportunity to surprise Mike on the podcast right now. Ooh! Oh, this this sounds like some pumpkin pie candy corn, doesn't it? Pumpkin pie candy corn. It is the season for candy corn. Uh, and, And I did not open it up. I'm saving it right here for right now. And oh I can't gosh. get it, so I need to find the notch on the plastic bag. You know how this goes. There, there you go. Oh, man, I so much appreciate that you saved this for the okay. show, because now we get all this awesome tape, all this oh, yeah. atmosphere of what it's like to be in, uh, in, Chris's, oh. uh, in Chris's recording studio. So I'm not a candy corn fan by any means, mm-hmm. but I saw these flavors at CV, or no, Walgreens. Uh, pumpkin pie, and I also have just regular caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to sample these pumpkin pie candy corns on the air for Mike here in front of him. So Oh, oh please do. Oh, pumpkin yeah. pie. Good? Oh, actually, yeah. It's got that pumpkin spice flavor to it. Kind of takes oh. away that that corny, that, you know, <laughs> the regular candy corn has that sharp sugar kind of taste yeah, on it. Yeah, it, it is basically out, just sugar. <laughs> it takes out the edge off of that a little bit. Mm. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. That's uh, that's a beginner's candy corn. If you really want to get into the candy corn uh, uh, world, uh, start with uh, pumpkin spice. Yeah, uh, pumpkin pie, not pumpkin spice. Yeah, now, it's I tell all you, the same. <laughs> I tell you what this would go good with. Hmm. Popcorn. Oh, Chris, I see what you're doing. It here. needs a saltiness in this, like I mean, you know, a nice salty mix to, <laughs> to even yeah, out the I, sugar. I promised Chris when I went and saw the Joker this weekend, I would put candy corn in my popcorn, and I did. I, I snuck it in in a little Ziploc baggie, like a crazy person. Uh-huh. I put it on top of my popcorn, and it was really good. It's a little hard to get a hold of though, because like popcorn's got a lot of ridges. It's got a lot of texture. Like if you were a mountain climber. Yeah, you'd want you'd want a popcorn wall you could climb up, but candy corn is very slippery, especially when it gets buttery. So you got to be a little bit more uh, you got to be a little bit more direct when you go into that bucket to get that candy corn. But man, it's a good combo. I'd recommend it. You'd recommend it. Well, <clears throat> mm-hmm. he's got pics on your Instagram. Is that what you put it up? Uh, yeah, check out uh, my Instagram story over on Twitter. You can see you can see what my delicious snack. Looks it was like. so cinematic. That was a beautiful picture. The color <laughs> really just came came alive in that. Just to throw yeah. it out there for you. I, I do what I can. Uh, it's very good. But that's all I got for this week, Mike. I, I don't have a lot of prelude in this week's episode, but it looks like you've been watching some stuff. Yeah, I, I just wanted to share something kind of interesting I had never really done before at the top of the show. So, you know, I was uh, I was uh, up uh, I was out sick, you know, up on the uh, up on the couch this week, you know, browsing through Netflix. You know, what should I watch? I want something I don't really have to pay attention to, but, you know, I'm kind of curious. So as I'm browsing through Netflix, I get that autoplay thing where they start playing things automatically. They don't even give me a second to think. And it finally worked on me to where I was uh, scrolling by the most recent season of American Horror Story uh, that's on Netflix, and if you're not if you're not familiar, American Horror Story is an is an anthology series where each season they usually bring the actors through to the next season. But as I'm as I'm aware, uh, every season's different. It's a different theme. Everybody's playing different characters, but it's always kind of spooky. It's always got a spooky vibe. Um, a more famous one people know of is there's one called like American Horror Story Hotel because uh, Lady Gaga was in that one, so that kind of uh, broke through, and uh, some other people kind of started watching the show because 
because of that. But uh, season eight is called Apocalypse. So a little, little autoplay clip that Netflix presented me was um, this uh, woman FaceTiming with her father who's like in China and she's in LA and he's like, uh, you got to get to the airport and get in the, to our private plane because a nuke's about to hit Los Angeles. Uh, we have a special bunker that I've paid for that we have access to. We have four spots, so get out of town before everybody dies. So it kind of felt like a like a lower budget Black Mirror episode. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. So, you know, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit of season eight of American Horror Story, but I have a feeling a lot of people that listen to our show maybe don't care too much. So uh, just jump ahead like a couple minutes if you don't want to hear this. Uh, but basically the first episode is exactly what it sounds like. These people escape, they go to this bunker, and once they get to the bunker, they find out these two women that are running the running the bunker like evil they're kind of sadistic they're toying with the people that are trying to survive down there like making them eat like uh making them eat people you know just screwing with them you know trying to tell them that uh any any little bit of radiation will not be tolerated so they're being tormented down there so after the first episode ended i was like you know feel like I can really telegraph where the rest of the season's going. You know, there's a love story going on between these two kids, so they'll probably sneak away to try to try to fall in love. I'm sure somebody will get wind of the sadistic stuff going on here, and they'll try to track, crack the case, and I was like, I just don't think I want to sit through this, but I was a little curious. I was like, screw it. I'm not going to watch this. I'm going to jump all the way to the last episode, episode 10, and uh, let's see if I was right. Let's see if I predicted things correctly. This might be fun. I've never skipped all the way and wow. watched season one That's to season bold. 10. This is a bold move Mike by it's bold means. you know I was under the weather I was uh drinking some cough medicine I was a little loopy that day so all things uh all things were on the table that Thursday afternoon so uh I turned on episode 10 and Chris I am shocked to say I couldn't have been any more wrong really yeah the, uh, the amount of narrative whiplash could have theoretically broke my neck it was <laughs> It was literally insane. So I guess here's where some of the spoilers may come in. The two evil women that I was introduced to in episode one, one of them ended up being a witch. The other one was a robot who was filled with uh, like white goo, like in the alien movies. So that was bizarre. Uh, It turns out that the evil woman ended up being a good guy and she was part of a witch's coven that was in episode 10 trying to travel back in time to stop this uh, nuclear apocalypse and that was being orchestrated by the son of the devil. And I was like, what? What happened in episodes two through nine? This is insane. And it gets even crazier because... I was under the impression that this was an anthology series and all of these seasons stand on their own. Now, I have seen a couple episodes of the first season and it's about like a murder house. It's like a haunted house scenario. It's kind of very toned down in that sense. So I'd seen a few episodes so I was familiar with some of the characters. So they time travel all the way back to that first season and the son of the devil was like the neighbor across the street. So I was like, wait, what's going on here? I, I thought that these seasons weren't connected. And it also connects with that season with the hotel in it. Because uh, the the girl that plays uh, Precious in that movie, Precious, I guess was also in that season. And during like a flashback scene, she was just like, oh, well, I got to go. I have a I have a booking at this hotel. And the character who traveled back in time was like, no, 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 don't go to that hotel. And she was like, why, stranger? I've never met before. And she was just like, oh, well, I don't think it has very good reviews. I don't think you should stay on that part of town anyway. So I was like, this is crazy. I have no idea what's going on. So I just had to share it. It was just crazy. Uh, obviously, I've, I've, I've spoiled this experience for you, but maybe go go check out like a random TV show that you have no interest in watching and watch the first episode and the last episode and just see if you could possibly predict what would happen. I was totally wrong, but wow, it was a, it was a wild freaking ride, Chris. So uh, that's my review of American Horror Story Season 8. You can't predict it. So you recommend doing this with just a season, not a whole show? show of other shows right because oh, i think that'd dude, be like a fun game to do yeah i mean do it with whatever whatever you want to do there's so much television out there now even if it's prestigious and everybody's recommending it to nobody has the hours in their lifetime to watch it all so maybe just pick one that you think you're never going to get around to and watch the first one and the last one it could be a fun ride i don't know it was crazy for me like i i talked my wife's ear off when she got home i was just like guess what I did today. So wild ride. This is how I entertain myself when I'm sick. Well, I hope you get to feeling better soon because, oh, thank you. Uh, but you can keep that sultry gravelly voice for the, for the podcast. That's a, all right. Thank you. We're going to get more listeners this way. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to jump into the news a little bit here. We just got off literally recording uh, the Joker review episode right before mm-hmm. this. Uh, talking about the Joker. First half, spoiler-free. Second half, full of spoilers by all means. Time codes will be in the show notes. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, right now, it's sitting near a $95 million opening weekend, which is the mm-hmm. highest October weekend domestic opening weekend ever, uh, out uh, topping Venom from last year, mm-hmm. uh, which went on to make, what, a uh, billion dollars or something like that? I think <laughs> yeah. across a billion dollars. That was PG-13, though. We talked about how that could have been R-rated, though. Mm-hmm. And Joker's R-rated, so that's uh, a, a good sign for it right out the gate. Um, probably, again, we mentioned a lower-budget film uh, making some money back, so maybe we could see some, some results here. But, uh, Mike, if you want to go ahead and give your... A brief summary, a synopsis of your spoiler-free thoughts on Joker, and we'll, uh, and then I'll, I'll give you mine. How about that? We'll trade. We'll right. swap stories. Well, I'll, I'll keep it uh, short and sweet. I thought it was a fascinating film, very powerful, very intense. They really uh, adapted to the rated R rating, I thought, in a fascinating way. You know, they save the kind of these really violent portions of the film to go that rated R route. So it's just even more impactful when it gets there. Just a really fascinating tale of just how somebody could possibly become like a really sinister villain and I I would I would very rec- I would very much recommend it if this is in your wheelhouse. Uh it might be hard to recommend to a grandma or a grandpa out there. Uh but it, yeah, it was just it was fascinating. It was really fun uh in in the sense of it's interesting to see a kind of a different take on these superhero films, but I I thought it was great. Uh go check it out. Mhm. I think uh, that the sentiment kind of uh, we we echo the same sentiments, and I think that you know mm-hmm. you'll hear that in our review episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a cinematic, uh, cinematically great film. It's beautifully shot. It's beautifully acted. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh yeah, the sound. I love the soundtrack. It, so it, exactly, like everything about this is put together perfectly. Um, I, I do think you know, you're not going to walk out of this movie feeling good. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, as Mike said, you're not going to sit around at Christmas time with your family watching Joker on mm. the television. Uh, but uh, it, it is truly a a very good character study uh, about a, a man uh, who, as we saw from the trailers, is just having uh, some bad times. And what, what can that do to a person? And what mm. can they become? And I really, I, I, I enjoy it. I just don't, to me, and I, I said this, I don't think it lives up to the Joker in my opinion, but this movie is very, as I will tell you, subjective uh, mm-hmm. to to your experience and what you expect out of it. At the, at the same time, so uh, I think you know that's a pretty solid recommendation from us if you are curious about it. But if you um, definitely don't want to feel bad, I would not go watch yeah. the movie. <laughs> and and if you have seen it, make sure you're uh, subscribed and go check out our uh, spoiler in depth review of this movie. You can hear about our experience of going to a theater and being observed by night vision goggles, which was very bizarre for me. Mm-hmm. And we talk a little bit about kind of the atmosphere surrounding the movie as we went into it. So uh, yeah, go check that out. Yeah. A uh, 10 a.m. showing for Mike, a 10 p.m. showing for me and how differently could those things have been <laughs> at, at the <laughs> yeah. same time. So um, yeah, that that would be our review again. Check it out to, if you subscribed. It's in our playlist. You'll probably accidentally start it if as soon as this episode wraps up. Uh, however, before the movie The Joker, I was treated to my first big screen experience of the Birds of Tra- Prey trailer that, mm-hmm. uh, that has also debuted online. The full trailer, not the uh, hokey It Chapter Two uh, parody that went on there. So we get our first mm-hmm. full look at this movie, which is essentially. A uh, Harley Quinn movie. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, it uh, very much uh, feels like that. Um, uh, there's a scene in the trailer where she's like throwing knives uh, at a drawing of the Joker, and I was like trying to be like, so that drawing of the Joker kind of looks a little bit like the Jared Leto Joker, but it could possibly maybe just be a more um, just abstract concept of a Joker. Uh, so maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll just kind of lean away from the damage tattoo on the forehead, even though in this trailer Harley has a couple like random tattoos like on her chin, but they look temporary almost because I feel like at other parts in the trailer they're not there so I'm not really sure what's going on with the face tattoos in, in this uh, but it looks like it could be fun looks like the movie's got a little bit of style to it um, 
Uh, who knows? I mean, uh, coming off the uh, the success at the box office for the Joker, you know, maybe they'll lean into that character even a little bit more in Harley Quinn's next outing after Birds of Prey. But um, you know, the trailer, the trailer looked fun. We don't really see a whole lot more of what her crew does besides just a couple little shots of like uh, a crossbow being shot. But I don't really know what anybody else does. Uh, uh, the character we have a photo here of uh, yeah. it looks like you said a friends parody of some of the other uh, yeah. cast and I don't know who's the one with the orange bandana and so the that, cast so the birds of prey uh, what we've been kind of expecting is Huntress there on the left uh, in the mm. middle is Black Canary and Harley Quinn of course uh, in the red jacket in the band is Cassandra Kane who is known uh, to be a Batgirl in the comic books. Oh, okay. um, So uh, this is uh, supposedly um, the the main villain of this played by Ewan McGregor is after her for some reason. Um, She has maybe some information or something on him or or something. So uh, they they have to kind of protect her. And the lady on the right is uh, the character Renee Montoya, uh, uh, who I believe is like a police officer... um, version in the comic books uh who, who kind of works yeah. with the birds of prey yeah she looks like a she looks like a cop and the way she's dressed there but um yeah not not a whole lot to take away from this of we got to see some hyena action just mm-hmm. uh of eating looks like licorice uh, yeah. i think it was just one i don't know if we're gonna get a duo of hyenas or not but well, uh, there's, there's two in the car from the, the other stuff so maybe maybe oh, they're just yeah. only showing one at a time Mm, yeah. Um, the, we don't get to see a lot of Ewan McGregor's character, or really, they don't give us a whole lot of anything other than the fact uh, Harley Quinn has uh, Cassie uh, throw the dynamite out of the car, which I'm like, okay, I enjoy this. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you, uh, there's a quick scene where it looks like she has a gun and she's shooting somebody in like a booth and she's wearing like this, a uh, tip down hat and a scarf. And that looked so familiar. That's gotta be an homage to either a comic book panel or uh, maybe even the I, animated series. I think it's animated series. I think when she yeah. plays the Harleen version of herself. Um, uh, I tried. I tried to look it up because I was like, "This looks so familiar." So it looks like they are even uh, leaning into more of the origins of Harley Quinn with that homage. But yeah, I, I'm I'm down to see this movie. No, no negative thoughts yet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, the when that scene you're talking about specifically, where she shoots that guy, mm. it's a rubber bullet. Um, and oh. this is a rated R film. So is Harley less likely to kill people now or not? I don't don't know. know. Well, the birds of prey, they're supposed to be kind of a a little suicide squad esque where they're kind of on the side of uh, good or or neutral, if you will, neutral good. So uh, I guess rubber bullets fall in that neutral good category. Yeah. So uh, we we definitely are going to get some, some more stuff later. So this movie comes out. First trailer comes out with Joker. You know, we're going to, we're going to see more later. So, uh, you can check that out in our show notes. But speaking of Harley Quinn, she's getting her own dedicated animated show where she is voiced by Kaylee Coco. Is that her name? Coco? Yeah, I, I never know how to say her last we name. We're going to butcher that forever. <laughs> um, the blonde girl on The Big Bang Theory. And mm-hmm. the animated series for this is going to debut on exclusively on DC Universe November 29th. So uh, next at the end of next month. Or probably for myself... Uh, sometime next year on uh, HBO Max because I believe that catalog is probably going to be shared across there since it's all owned by the same people. So uh, if you don't have DC Universe uh, and you want to like possibly maybe upgrade your HBO subscription, you might be able to uh, watch it over there. Um, I think sometime early spring. Yeah, whenever whenever they figure out how good Disney's thing is doing, they'll probably <laughs> yeah. figure that out. Uh, but I know I mean, we've talked about this show several times. There's tons of great voice actors on there. You know, Alan Tudyk, I think it's the Joker in that version. And then uh, I was looking at a list of it earlier, but there's just so many actors voicing wacky characters on there. I'm just, I'm I'm a little excited to see this one, Mike. I need this um, kind of a Deadpoolish animated version uh, of something to watch a little bit, a little, mm-hmm. little more humor after the darkness of the movies we've watched this weekend. So Yes. <laughs> uh, for sure. You can check it out on DC Universe if you're a subscriber. The Batman movie is looking to add Catwoman because why not? They've added every other character so far that we've heard of. <laughs> uh, but they're looking to cast an actress of color as the role of Catwoman. And mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson and Alexandra Ship, both comic book uh, movie, um, uh, I guess, alumni, are in talks to play this. With uh, Tessa Thompson being in Thor uh, Ra- Thor Ragnarok and uh, what was it, Endgame. 
Yeah, and then um, Alexander Ship uh, is uh, Storm in the last two X Men movies. Yeah, I mean uh, Tessa Thompson. She is, I feel like, everywhere. She's in everything lately. She's like, um, she's like the female version of Samuel L. Jackson in the sense of uh, she'll pop up in any movie everywhere because she's like, uh, she's so, uh, she's so hot right now. So um, yeah, I'd be down for this. I mean, and it makes sense because they've already cast. Uh, a Commissioner Gordon of color. So, you know, that makes sense since they're uh, related. So They yeah. can have some uh, fun. They can have yeah. fun. They can, they can I, I, put in yeah, I'm down, with, I'm down with this combo. And also, I feel like I don't know much about Alexandria ship yet, which is not a bad thing. Just you get, everybody got uh, short-shrifted in these past X-Men movies. So uh, if she gets cast, uh, I hope she gets her time to shine. We can kind of like mm-hmm. see what she can really do on the screen. Well, I mean, if they're looking for an actress of color, I really think Scarlett Johansson would be a great, oh, great person. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, you you went there. I did. It's a, it's a joke. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyways, I mean, it looks like they're really kind of looking to maybe break some molds of what we've expected with Batman recently over over these actors. The last uh, person to play Catwoman was Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises back in what twenty twelve, mm-hmm. so twenty thirteen. So, looking forward to some some Batman news. Mm-hmm. Instead of the Batman, let's talk about the Suicide Squad, the upcoming um, sequel, but not sequel of the Suicide Squad. Uh, direct, written and directed by James Gunn, Guardians Galaxy fame. Uh, these two are big rumors I heard earlier this week that Idris Elba is not playing. Of course, he's not playing Deadshot. Some people thought he was playing Bronze Tiger, but mm-hmm. he's in fact maybe playing the character Vigilante, who oh, people okay. would know from the um, Arrow show, I believe. He yeah. I don't exactly remember what that character did or what they looked like, but I, I feel like I do remember that character in the show. I don't know if he was part of Team Arrow. Or not vigilante? Well, I'm pretty sure he was. Hmm. Did, didn't he have the? Uh, he was like a full body suit on Arrow. Like it was like a full body cover cover up, kind of thing with a ski mask, goggles. Um, oh, I don't know, man. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen. Okay, I'm looking at some pictures of him. Oh, yeah. I, I okay, I remember this character now. Yeah, um, didn't really strike me as very captivating in the TV show. This is this is actually around the time that I dropped off and stopped watching yeah. it. So, uh, but I I think uh, James Gunn could probably do a little well, do a little bit better. So that's okay. I think they 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 just hired a cosplayer to make the outfit for the TV show because <laughs> it is not very well put together. At, They're at like. They're like, go to the local sporting goods store and buy every hard knee pad and shoulder pad that they have in the store because we're going to use them all. Yeah, and the biggest set of ski goggles they got. We're going to slap those on the face. But uh-huh. um, So that's the rumor for him. And then also Nathan Fillion is rumored to be playing a character called Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> I saw this uh, in our notes Um when we were at the top of the show and I was like, Oh man, I can't wait till we get to this, to this segment. I have no idea what arm fall off boy is, but it sounds hilarious. He has the ability to detach his own limbs, which he then uses as weapons. Oh my God. Oh, okay. I I had to Google it. This is, Oh my God. I mean, I don't want to be too rude here, but, uh, his head looks like a penis (laughs) in some of these, uh, older comic books, but this is hilarious. All right. If we're getting a character like this, he is definitely going to go more campy for sure than the original Suicide Squad. Or sorry, the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad that we got a few years ago. Yeah, which, I mean, if it looks like, I think, if, if I remember correctly, he can maybe possibly attach different arms to himself as well. Oh, he's like an action figure. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was definitely made to sell broken toys, is what I assume. Oh my god, this is great. This is hilarious. So, he, yeah, his outfit's awful and his powers are awful, but that is straight up Nathan Fillion's way, right there. I, oh I my put him god. in there. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, this is a DC character, but for some reason I stumbled across a picture of a bunch of arms, detached arms flying at Wolverine. So I don't know, I don't know when that happened, but that's hilarious. Okay, this is great. I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh yeah, yeah, very much. Hopefully this all comes true because it'll be a wacky ride and I would love a wacky ride from The Suicide Squad from from James Gunn. Uh, We've not seen any Superman appearances since we partially saw him in um, Shazam earlier yeah. this year from the from the chest down <laughs> yeah but some uh people uh in in the industry have saying that jj abrams with his new deal with warner brothers is working on a quote-unquote new capes project at warner brothers oh uh, i mean if you think about it it does make sense right yeah. call the man that like is is 
has made a, a a niche out of rebooting series. Uh, so yeah, I think I'd yeah. watch a J.J. Abrams Superman. I know, I know, you're a little on the fence with J.J. Uh, in the history well, of talking to you on the show, but I I think he could improve it. Well, I mean, he's gonna bring he's gonna redo the first Superman movie from like the seventies or whatever, and just modernize it. Because he doesn't do anything but remake old movies, right? So <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I guess. Uh, so we're gonna. If you like the first Superman movie with, with Christopher Reeves in it, you're probably gonna really enjoy anything Abrams does with Superman. If that's what he's working on, maybe could be wrong. Maybe maybe it's the the Batgirl or Supergirl project that they might be working yeah, on, or maybe Superboy. Who knows? Maybe there's another way to kind of slowly back Superman back into uh, into cinema, but. All right, all right, JJ. I see what you're doing. Yeah, they're gonna stick with a connected universe. Uh, there was that pod in the first Man of Steel movie, that, which could be Supergirl. Uh, oh somewhere. yeah, that's right. Is anybody even is anybody even talking about that? I mean, we're about to uh, <laughs> talk about some legacies left over from that film in our next segment. So I don't think any of that stuff matters anymore. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna see with uh, was it Wonder Woman next summer is the one that's gonna really tell us or not how they're kind of moving forward with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because Aquaman briefly mentioned it. Wonder Woman's going to be the true test of time. But uh, mm. in terms of Zach, what Zack Snyder has left uh, behind in the DC cinematic universe, if you will, um, bunch of bunch of nothing good, I'll tell you <laughs> that. Uh, but we're not here to discuss that. But Zack Snyder, again, on Vero, the popular social media app where he gets oh, to go and rant about People stuff. People still use Vero? Oh He's using Vero to tell us that General Swanwick uh, in the Batman v Superman movie, was in fact Martian Manhunter, and they, wasn't he? Wasn't he also in Man of Steel? Yes, I believe um, so. And yeah. then um, it's revealed he filmed the scenes where he turns into Martian Manhunter, but just did not have the actor um, to do so until he got back to LA, and they ended up cutting that from the uh, the final version we got. Which yeah. I I don't think this would have changed our opinions either way. But. Yeah. I mean, my my takeaway from this is that uh, he is not worried about Warner Brothers wanting to continue anything that he built uh, a few years ago when he was making these movies. So, uh, Martian Manhunter, you've been outed. Get back to Mars. Your you, your bro- your your cover is blown. You know what? I'm gonna say, release what? the Snyder Cut, Mike. With this in, oh, put it in there. God. <laughs> This is this is great. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I want to see what this pre-visualized Martian Manhunter looked like, to be honest. I want to see everything he's claimed he put in this movie <laughs> to come out and do this movie. Because if he did, it's going to be a crazy ride. I'll oh, tell you that man. right now. I saw so I saw a great cosplay. I don't think it was from New York Comic Con, but it might have been. It was a, a Green Lantern. Uh, who had his power power ring on, yep. and then he had his friend running around in like a green morph suit. But then the fabric stretched all the way to his ring. Oh, it was it was I like I wanted to give a standing ovation from my cell phone that I was looking at this on. I was like, great, that's that's a great job, great cosplay. I love the dedication. There. So someone else sent that to me this week as well. So oh, yeah? I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, that's that's teamwork, man. That's teamwork right there, through and through. So because mm-hmm. uh, you're 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 attached to that person all day. You got. You're not going anywhere else. So, if you make that, you're good. But, you know, uh, the, if he's going to keep making claims on Vero, I say release the stuff so he can just stop talking about this, so it doesn't keep coming up. So he can't say this is what we wanted to do. Just, just, just do it. Get it out of the way. Rip the bandaid off. Uh, during New York Comic Con, we didn't get any footage, but we get our first look at Vin Diesel as Bloodshot in toy form. Um, which is crazy looking. Um, <laughs> like the classic toy leak. I love it when toys leak something. Oh, I knew, I knew you would. I, I, I said to myself, I have to put this in there because Mike has to have it now. Um, oh, God. And, and, and I see around him uh, is the 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 guy from Doom in the green, right? Yeah. Then everything around him is people from My Hero Academia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see All Might's boots back there. Yeah, and then uh, this pitch glow in the dark white Vin Diesel. Uh, with uh, red eyes, kind of looks albino. If I yeah, was going to point it, but it looks like there's a blue hue to his skin. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's the the show lights or what, but uh, it looks like they're going to go with the full white look. Uh, Bloodshot, he was a character who quote unquote died and was brought back with nanotechnology to make him like a super soldier in the comic books and it gave uh, him the white skin and red eyes. So. Uh, Chris, all I have to say is. I don't think anything's going to make me care about this character or this possible movie franchise 
you know, their only chance is to show me a trailer and like really blow my blow my socks off because I have no connection to this franchise. Uh, Vin Diesel is just this weird bald goon that just persists in the Fast and Furious universe. So, well, they're about uh, to run out of those movies. So he's <laughs> got to find something else to jump on. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the the, on, the only saving grace for um, for Vin Diesel is his street cred of like being a nerd and you know trying to uh, save. Um, what? Like the Riddick franchise, so I'll give him some credit there that he, you know, he really throws himself into his projects. But I don't, I don't care about Bloodshot at well, all. Well, I don't think anyone will, but I think this is going to be a chance to combine Triple um, X. Um, what what was the other movie you just mentioned? His other franchise, uh, Riddick. Riddick and and um, his his uh, Fast and Furious characters all into one. I mm. think we're going to not see a knockout performance by Vin Diesel, but. Uh, something that's on par with his other stuff in this. Um, it's already got a gun with a red laser sight, two guns on his holsters, Mike. <laughs> Heavy-duty knee pads and a big old knife with knuckle dusters on there. Why does a guy that is built with nanotechnology need knee pads? I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't want to ruin those jeans. Man, those are some yeah. nice blue jeans for his blue the, skin. I think those are diesel jeans, Chris. I don't know what that means, and I refuse those to are, respond. It's an expensive brand of denim. <laughs> Made by him? I don't think it is. Well, uh, it's just ridiculous. All right then. Well, if, if if you change your mind and this movie comes out and blows you away, I expect you to buy this action figure and put it <laughs> on your shelf. All right. The Mandalorian is coming out later this year. I'm very excited for Star Wars in 2019, Mike. Very, very excited for Star Wars. I don't know about you, but I'm getting there. We're I'm overdue. There. And I did not know this, but apparently Taika Waititi is playing IG-11 in the upcoming Mandalorian. If only I would have saved my original IG-11 action figure from way back in the day when I was a kid. Uh, Because when this uh, robot, or this version of the robot, I don't know if exactly the same character, if you will, but this is like the weird action figure like your parents would get you. She's like, oh, you like Star Wars, right? It's like, yeah, not this random-ass droid that no one cares about. Where's Luke? Where's Boba Fett? I don't want this weird well, like like snow cone shaped uh, robot mom by Mike's um, laws of Star Wars if that toy doesn't have a lightsaber he doesn't want it yeah exactly so Mike's <laughs> parents if you're listening you should have gotten the ones with the lightsabers on it but you're thinking of actually there's a confusion IG-88 is the the, the one from the um, Empire Strikes Movies. Back yeah you know? Um, and this is IG-11, and apparently in, in his bio says he gets confused for that guy a lot, and like, that irritates him even more. <laughs> um, but uh. being voiced or played by Taika Waititi, I'm very excited for this sassy robot, because Star Wars sassy robots are, you know, the lifeblood of these movies. Ta- Taika Waititi must just be a great guy to be around. He must just be very friendly and funny, because everybody wants to put him in it- everything. It, 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 him and Tessa Thompson. That'd be every yep. movie from now on. That's the only two people you need in it. So yeah, there you go. Um, but IG Eleven, they have a one six scale thing. He looks cool. We saw that leaked footage where he spins around and shoots everybody really, really fast. I'm very excited to see him uh, come to life in the uh, in the uh, show. And when I was at Disney, he was actually the the person on the you know those rides you sit in where they rumble and move around like you're moving but mm-hmm. you're not. He was the guy at the end of the ride whenever we landed. So I thought that was pretty mm. cool. So Oh, that's rad. Yeah. IG IG eleven coming out later this year. We're gonna shift gears. I didn't think we'd have a lot of Marvel news this week. Because mm-hmm. of Joker Week. Marvel still brought it home. So first and foremost, talking about Disney Plus, the Marvel shows have reportedly a budget on Disney Plus of twelve to twenty five million <laughs> per episode. Wow. Um just to put that into some context, the final season of Game of Thrones, the episodes were around 15 million. Yeah. So, wow, they are really hitting the ground running. It makes me wonder how much of that, though, is just hiring the actors uh-huh. who are film actors who are have been in the MCU for a long time, so I'm sure their rate goes up with every appearance that they make. So that could be leading into the budget a little bit, but I'm sure the special effects will be on par, too. Well, if we... If we- Every epi- every series has eight episodes, right? And if we max this out at twenty five per million per episode, that's that is two hundred million for eight hours of footage. Yeah, uh, that's nor- great. <laughs> a normal movie is two hundred million for two hours of footage for Marvel, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, of course, it's going to be less than a movie, but the the quality is going to be much higher than we're used to on. Well- 
and and also if they take um, an advertising approach similar to something like Netflix or other streaming services, this isn't going to have the same marketing budget that like yeah. a film will too. So they might be a little bit more flexible there. But I mean, Kevin Feige, he's he's told us like these will just these will not feel like TV shows. These will be like movies on yeah. a streaming service that caliber. So and, man, I wish I wish we had one ready to go in November when it launched. But I guess we'll have to wait till spring. Yeah, and that's and that's perfectly fine. Uh, with me, but I mean, the, he said that these movies will influence the larger universe as well, which mm. is you know unprecedented in my opinion. Um, and I'm very excited to see how this all ties back and forth. And like you mentioned, the marketing for a subscription service is very different than marketing for a film. Uh, someone will easily drop seven dollars for a streaming service to watch all these shows uh, mm. for the family, rather than you know fifteen plus dollars per ticket per person to watch it in a theater. So. Uh, they all have to say sign up for Disney Plus, and you get this whole show. And I'm very excited to see what that boils down to. So, um, I, wanna, I really want to see that budget come to life in the WandaVision show. I really want to see mm-hmm. those powers really, really work for the best. Avengers Endgame will never, ever escape our conversations, I think, uh, <laughs> for, forever. Uh, they've currently launched the Academy Award for Your Consideration page over at Disney Studios. All right. Um, which uh, they've got five movies for the awards for 2019, including Frozen 2, which isn't even out yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, in case you didn't know that, it's not out yet. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to navigate this page a little bit, and it's just kind of... Uh, it's very picture. wonky. I was clicking through it earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very hard to tell. But I will tell you, I think um, it might have changed since then, but the original thing was that they were did not have a Best Actor nomination for Robert Downey Jr. in this, uh, which some people were... Crying foul, and to be honest, well, I, I that's well, I mean, if you wanted to compete with other comic book movies, you know, in my opinion, uh, Joaquin Phoenix would destroy Robert Downey Jr. in a nomination for best performance, like in a comic book movie of this calendar year. So, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, uh Robert, but uh, you, you're you yeah. might be bested there, but I could see them possibly maybe getting some sort of nomination along the lines of kind of what Lord of the Rings did, you know, kind of once that trilogy um, wrapped up, I believe that's when they got the best picture award, yeah. right? So I don't I don't think that'll exactly happen with Avengers Endgame, but the nomination would be pretty important for them just to be nominated. So maybe just, maybe the Academy will uh, um, reward them that way with just at well, least a, a nomination. Well, it could also be like a lifetime achievement kind of thing rather than... A, 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 a pure actor award kind of thing. Like uh, congratulations for doing so much and doing, you know, so well in, in, in 10 years yeah. or 11 years. But, but Chris, at the same time, I'm pretty sure that uh Martin Scorsese is probably in the voting Academy as well. And we, <laughs> we briefly brought this up on the, on the joke on the Joker spoiler cast, but he said this week that he doesn't think these movies are considered cinema so I don't really know what his definition of cinema is, but I mean, if it's to have a at the very least an emotional reaction to what you're watching, I would say he's dead wrong. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are kind of giving him a pass because he's Martin Scorsese, who well, kind of made some of the best films of all time. Well, but I don't give him the pass. I think that was a dumb thing to say. Well, he may say that, but I will tell you right now, he has only won one best director award ever in the Academy. He's never won anything else. Uh, you think maybe he's just a little salty? <laughs> he's salty. I think he won The, the Departed in 06, and that might have been one of his, like again, like said, oh, you've done a lot of good movies. You haven't won, so here's a pity win kind of thing that year. Um, kind of the same thing, they would, what was it, Leonardo DiCaprio? Didn't win until a couple of years ago with The Reverend mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So, like, you know, he, he may do good work, and he may have a thing, but, again... Again, movies are, like I've said a billion times today, are subjective to mm-hmm. the person, to the, the people. And if comic book movies can't be comical and um, you know, have fun and be you know, large and embrace the wackiness, what's the point? Um, I don't read my comic books to get a slice of life. Yeah, okay? it just seems kind of weird because if you kind of adjust cinema to like any other art form out there in the world, like you could find a Michelin awarded star chef who probably has a very high opinion on the very uh, meticulously crafted food he makes 
And at the same time, he would have no problem saying like, oh yeah, sometimes I just need to go to McDonald's and just get a Big Mac or I just need to eat just like just a burrito out of the freezer or something like that. So which kind of, I wish Scorsese could kind of just appreciate things a little bit better, but I have a feeling this might just kind of be uh, overblown. Maybe he was just, you know, I don't really know exactly how he was asked this question. I don't know if it was like an intense interview or if it was just off the cuff, but uh, I'm not really giving him a pass, but it doesn't affect me. I'll still go to these movies and love them no matter what. I I don't know what you're talking. The the Joker movie has not had any controversy (laughs) whatsoever. The news people are not trying to blow this out of proportion by any means. You're right, Chris. You're totally right. (laughs) It's all you. It's all in your head. So uh, to me, that's just another clickbaity news article (laughs) in the world of movies. However, I will probably give you some good news here, Mike. Maybe better news. Maybe not the best news. But the Infinity Saga box set was accidentally revealed on Best Buy today for $550. Oh, uh, okay. So not it, quite the 800 What did we What did we ended up? I think I said you, like 300 you said three. Three yeah. was good. I will tell you, though, this is absolutely a beautiful presentation. I, I will give them credit. I did not think they could make something look so good uh, with what they did here. But it comes with a uh, the lithic. So all the all the movies go into this little box, right? That mm-hmm. has like a looks like a tilt on the end of it. Like this is supposed to be displayed because you notice they all have the notch cut out on the back. Yeah. Of them. Okay, and then the cover of it is a limited number, and it's signed by the six main Avengers people. Mm-hmm. And then you get a letter from Kevin Feige himself <laughs> signed in, inside of this. So I, I will go ahead and say my opinion on this doesn't matter because I do not collect physical media. And even when I did, I usually wasn't drawn towards the box sets. So Chris, uh, I'm sure my opinion won't matter to you. and I might disappoint you, but I think this is butt ugly just because from a practical sense, like I would want this to go on a bookshelf and it looks like this thing might teeter a little bit if it's not positioned just right. Well, and I, 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 I don't, it just, this looks like a coffee table thing. It's just weird, and I'm just like, what is this box made of? There's just it looks like the sticker was kind of just applied to the front of the this red box. I don't know. I was expecting something that was going to be hundreds of dollars to be a little bit more. I don't know, like literally look like the Infinity Gauntlet or the Thanos's well, head that opens it, up or something. I don't know. Again, hundreds of dollars for 23 movies is not unreasonable. If you think about the cost of a movie, even digital. I mean, if you go buy a digital movie online, when it, you know, even the Marvel movies, they never go down in price. So like Apple products, they're still like twenty five bucks, right? To thirty for the four K mm-hmm. versions. Thirty times twenty three, six hundred something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's less than that. It's not a whole now, huge margin. But now, one thing that is interesting. So the Feige letter and the cover. Now, if that is actually physically signed by these people, um, and not just like signed and then they just reprinted it. If it was an actual signature, that would be. I think that would be more worth the five hundred dollars because you're actually getting like a physical, a real autograph. Because it's like it's not like that Kevin Feige letter is exclusive. Like somebody's gonna scan that and put that online the day they get it, and you can just read it. But if that's Feige's actual signature, I actually think that is pretty cool. So uh, they went a different direction that maybe I don't like, but it doesn't really matter because I was never gonna buy it anyway. But yeah, the the autographs are a little bit more intriguing to me. Yeah, well, see, since this was a leak, they don't have, like, the full details here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know what it is, but a, a numbered collector's edition does tell me it's probably signed, if it's numbered. Mm. Because the, they wouldn't limit it for something they could just print over and over again. Um, so they probably did have a, them sign this. And while I agree, I don't like the, the display presentation. I do love it when comic books and movies and, and other things have the... The, the casing, the spine come together to form oh, an image. Oh, yeah, yeah. that Yeah, I do appreciate that, too. Trade paperbacks that do that. It's always really nice. And I love uh, the color patterning on all of the, the different cases. Mm. Like, you don't see it from the sides because it's the one big image of all the, the characters. But when you look at the, the them individually, they each have a very distinct color. Mm. Um, and you can tell the colors kind of get a little wackier as they kind of progress beyond... The, the, the earlier movies and I think that's fun and I just want to know what's on that bonus disc what can yeah. we what can we get yep that's the that's the big sell right there yeah so I, I think this is great now if you don't own any of these movies perfect purchase uh, my wife is going around telling people I want steel books for Christmas so <laughs> I, I expect to grow my collection I would have to sell them all to buy this if I wanted to but I, I agree with you it would have to go on a shelf 
And um, while I think it could go on a shelf, I want to see the spines directly, you know, without mm. it tipping over. So, um, very interesting. Let us know if you're going to buy it or ask for it for Christmas. Yeah. Um, one of the characters in this, and I, I did notice this, you know, even though it's a Sony produced movie, Spider Man is in this box set. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at New York Comic Con, Bob Iger is out there telling people himself that Tom Holland is the savior of the Sony deal. Mm. For for this whole fiasco we've learned about, he um, was like he was like, look at my Twitter account, look at my Instagram account. You see how many people I can reach just in the in the twitch of my thumbs. Like, make this work, or I'm just gonna burn all your studios to the ground with my fans. Yeah. So apparently, he like got the phone number and email for Bob Iger and called and emailed him, which kicked off this conversation with them. Kicked off, uh, you know, the Disney resuming, uh, I guess, uh, negotiation deals with Sony. So that, that's, that's kind of cool that, you know, the actor can, you know, it's the people involved in the movie can help, you know, you know, you know what I, I heard a, I heard a, a tangential kind of similar story, uh, with a little bit more negative ramifications. Actually. Um, I was listening to a story about, uh, the whole Janet Jackson, uh, Super Bowl performance, uh, years back. If you kids don't remember, uh, Justin Timberlake pulled her, uh, costume down and you could see kind of her nipple and everybody lost their minds. But apparently after that happened, um, I believe, this aired on CBS, and what happened is Justin Timberlake got the phone number for the CEO of CBS at the time, who was also um, part of like Viacom, and uh, JT called them personally and just profusely apologized and said, you know, you know, I'm sorry if any of this has affected you, but I guess placating the powers that be higher up, or at least talking to them directly, just reaching out without like you know, maybe more of an impersonal email or like agent, I guess that carries weight in Hollywood, you know, just get, just get the direct email of these people. And I guess you can make a lot of things happen. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I I guess, you know, Iger was like, Hey, the, the lives of the people involved in the movies and and people who enjoy the movies are bigger than studio negotiations. And Mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, PR talk or not, I don't know, but it, it all worked out. Guess what? We got Spider-Man back, guys. We won. We won. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Black Widow's got some set last-minute set photos here. It's about wrapping production, and we get to see good old Thunderbolt Ross returning to set here. And I will tell you, William Hurt, I don't know if he's just old himself <laughs> or what they're doing with him in this movie, but he's on a cane, and he's got the whitest hair ever. I'm I'm just jealous of his shirt. It's, like, pressed very well, no wrinkles, very smooth. He's camera-ready. Yeah, he's got the crease in his pants. So that leads me to believe one of two things, Mike. Either he's in the movie and this and like talking to them during the Secret Avengers days, like in between Civil War and Infinity War. But when he saw them in Infinity War, he's like arrest these people. And with the age, is this an after in game post credit scene? Oh, maybe. Or or maybe not post credits, but maybe just post in game scene. Uh you know, aging him up five years from when we last saw yeah. him in Infinity I, War. Yeah, I guess uh, our opinions would be different. May- maybe he's on his way to make up where they put the the tracking dots on his face to de-age him. That could yeah. be a possibility. That could be a possibility too, because we I, know the technology exists to do I, that. I, I figured they color his hair a little bit, but I mean, if it's post credits, I mean, not post credits, post in game. I, I I put post credits because it was an idea, but I mean. They're not going to publicly film those post-credit scenes. We've never seen any of those leak, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I put that down. But I mean, it would be interesting to see. Uh, I, I love that they still bring these characters in, especially from the Incredible Hulk, which nobody really tends to, <laughs> to go back and watch. So yeah, uh, especially since it had a different Hulk actor at the time. We had a couple trailers here. It's a video we're going to talk about real fast. Mike still has not watched uh, Runaways. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. I know yep. from when he watched this trailer, he was like, "Oh." <laughs> oh, there's Cloak and Dagger. So, uh, season three of this debuts um, the introduction of Morgan Le Fay, played by Elizabeth Hurley, and um, that the 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 runaway kids are being torn are being hidden in this dark dimension thing. And then apparently, this is how Cloak and Dagger tie into the the, the story with their crossover. So. Um, did it make you want to see it a little more, a little less? Uh, uh, surprisingly, it made me want to see the next season of the Umbrella Academy. (laughs) I was like, I want to see those kids go off and on adventures. I don't really have any connection to these kids. And also it's a streaming show, so it's probably not even going to be around much longer anyway. So why invest the time? (laughs) Uh, Three seasons is pretty good. That's more than most of the other Netflix shows got. Like that is true by, by a long shot. And I actually will tell you that these go by pretty good. First season's pretty 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 choppy and 
Um, I, I enjoyed it. So um, if you're se- Runaways fan season three trailers in the show notes, it'll be probably coming out this this fall. One of my I'm I'm looking I'm so looking forward to this Avengers game coming out next year, Mike, in May. May fifteenth, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to this game. I cannot tell you how much I am. Like, <laughs> like I want to play it. I will probably buy several versions. I will probably buy an Xbox version and a PlayStation version of this game, so I can play with all my friends. Because not the not the Google Stadia version. No, because you have a PlayStation. <laughs> you can buy the PlayStation version, Mike. All right, all right. And then you can physically own it. So if they ever shut down Stadia, you still have it. But regardless, a new story trailer came out in New York Comic Con showing mm-hmm. that Miss Marvel. The Kamala Khan version is a playable character in this. I did not see this coming by a long shot. Yeah, we got to see what looks like some gameplay. I yeah, I like I like I liked watching her traverse the rooftops with her like stretchy legs. I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah, and she even says embiggen and gets big, and she's using these large hands to slap aim people around, uh, and it kind of shows her, you know, teaming with Bruce Banner to go get Iron Man or Tony Stark, you know, um, back into the action that, that Captain America was set up and um, mm-hmm. it. it I really like the animation for the story portions. Like, it feels like a real game with a real story. So that's really yeah. exciting for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then also that, you know, it does confirm that there are Inhumans in here because she's an Inhuman. Yeah, maybe Black Bolt will be some free characters later. Yeah, maybe, Chris. Did, did you like the slurping cup at the end? I think I heard you laugh. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a funny gag. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the story elements of this because I'm a, I'm a story gamer, so that's what I like. Yeah, I agree. It looks fun. It looks it looks like a good time. And also next year in um, February twenty eighth, Iron Man VR will come out to PlayStation VR. And there's a story trailer here showing that you're gonna f- face off against ghosts and uh, do a bunch of other things. But uh, what I'm always excited about, um, which I never usually do, but for Marvel games I will, are the pre order bonuses. And you get some cool suits to, to to play as and some other stuff as well, including a um, some digital themes, a digital soundtrack, and the whole game. I don't know how much this will be, but uh, or I guess my concern is if you're in VR first person, will you even notice your suits? Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to think too. And well, also I uh, we have another bit of VR news coming up next. But I watched these trail these VR trailers out of order, um, so there there's more Iron Man armor coming up in a VR experience that, in my opinion, looks way cooler, which is in uh, this next uh, VR game. Yeah, so Iron Man VR for PlayStation VR exclusively. I did try it at San Diego Comic Con. Go find our old uh, episode from July to listen to that experience. I think I mentioned it in there, um, but it is really really good time uh but also if you don't own a playstation vr and you live in some major cities there's the avengers damage control um virtual reality event um i guess going experience going around the country uh, starting october 18th which has actual actors and footage from the movies in this as, as you kind of saw with uh what was it shuri there a mm-hmm. little bit Yep. Um, apparently, you defend the Wakandan outreach centers from uh, familiar enemies and fight alongside. Um, there is um, uh, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, and the Wasp, and I think somebody else. Um, but with Benedict Cumberbatch and everybody else uh, being in there uh, as well. So, I mean, what what made you like this one more? I guess was it the suits? Yeah, because uh, in this kind of teaser trailer, you see that it looks like Shuri has made her own Iron Man suits. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to narratively explain that in some way. I don't know if this is post-Endgame and maybe Shuri just uh, wants to adapt Stark's old technology. But uh, yeah, this is basically what it looks like if Iron Man tech uh, met Wakandan tech. So you get like these badass Iron Man suits that have like the Wakandan like symbols and textures going through it. So yeah, those look way cooler than those uh, pre-order bonus. So um, yeah, well, I, I'm I'm standing for the uh, Wakanda tech. Well, I think the difference is those you have to go to the um, event centers. I think Anaheim, the the Marvel Park in Anaheim, or mm-hmm. Disney has this available. So you can go check those out. There even the tickets are on sale. I I don't remember. There's no one showing around me, which was kind of disappointing because I was like, I don't know, I don't know where they're going to be at because I really kind of want to. I would love to try this, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Where what the void is? Have you ever heard of these things? The void locations? No, I haven't. Okay, I didn't know if it was like one of those things. Like you know, some of the Disney stuff has the um the VR things you walk in, it's like Disney Pier and stuff now, like that. Now I've heard of the Noid, but I've been told to avoid the Noid. So um, anything that sounds similar, you know, it, it's a little dicey for me. You're gonna avoid the Noid. Avoid the Noid, Chris. <laughs> I mean, 
Sounds... Wow, we're, I'm really dating myself with that reference. That is some old stuff. Now, Star Wars had um, this company did some Star Wars stuff as well. But um, are, are you near Anaheim and or Santa Monica, Mike? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I could probably get to one of those locations uh, pretty easily. Um, VR experiences that are like traveling around probably be a little bit more high tech, I would assume, than PlayStation VR because yeah. they probably bring more of a newer, advanced technology. Probably like an Oculus Quest or something like that. Yeah, well, these uh, these um the one I saw Disney had the wires hanging from the ceiling, like they're mm-hmm. they, they've got you hooked up in a huge space, and that space is your playroom. Um, but they're forty bucks per the thing, so I mean, if you get a chance to try it, let me know. I'm, I'd be I'd be excited. But uh, I will I'll keep you updated. But the but the the suits do look cool. Yeah. Lastly, in um in other news, water wet. Um, <laughs> Stranger Things uh, season four has been officially announced with a yeah. teaser. In shirt shocked Pikachu face here. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I I couldn't believe people thought that season three was going to be the last season. I was like, you people really don't understand. Uh, the streaming, yeah, the cliffhangers or streaming landscape. Uh, Stranger Things is like Netflix's baby. You know, it's going to defy a lot of the other conventions that Netflix is doing right now of like you know just like canceling shows after a couple seasons because this is their tour de force. This is what really holds on to subscriptions. Um, they'll never cancel Stranger Things. But they'll c- probably come to an agreement with the Duffer brothers of how they want to actually end their story. So, because the last thing Netflix wants is like a bad headline of Netflix is canceling Stranger Things. And then that's when people start canceling Netflix subscriptions. So, um, yeah, well, I, I wasn't surprised. To I see think this. they said it's four or five seasons is where they are. But I'm expecting fully a Stranger Things spinoff series immediately oh, yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. This is Game of Thrones territory all over again. Yeah, and I, I believe in the reveal. Um, it tells us what we're not in Hawkins anymore. Or... Yeah, because they uh, spoilers for season three. They, they pack up and leave. Remember? Oh uh, yeah, but I was kind of thinking like you know I, I don't want to spoil anything else. I guess if you haven't gotten around to it, but they they hint at other parts of the globe where events might be happening. Yeah. So maybe we'll be globe trotting there. Who knows? I mean, Stranger Things season three mixed it up a little bit and put the kids in summer break. So, um, I don't know, maybe there'll be some sort of, like, international school trip that they go on, kind of a la Spider-Man. <laughs> I guess with the teaser this soon, do you think we'll get season four before next July? Oh. Do you think they're I, trying yeah. to pr- pump out the last, like, the next I mean, batch sooner? That's a that's a good point. I didn't think about that because we had that long gap between season two and season three, and maybe they have found a way to mitigate that gap to get more Stranger Things. Yeah, so, they, maybe yeah. they wrote them back to season three and four back to back. Yeah, um, maybe. Or the maybe the Duffer brothers just found their groove a little bit better of where they want to go. So, yeah, I don't want to wait two more years for more Stranger Things. Like, I just I get too detached from the franchise, and then I have to, like, find my way back into it again after a couple episodes. So, yeah, just give me more Stranger Things. If you want a little bit more time, release it, you know, in the fall again and next year, and I'll be, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. And also, this is very, like, uh, the, the teaser's very full of the upside down, so maybe uh, we might see some more of that in, in the upcoming... Uh, season as well, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell myself here before we get off this topic because I said in other news water wet. I thought mm-hmm. that was a J Jonah Jameson thing because that's <laughs> the cadence. It's actually uh, was what's the 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 guy's name in uh, oh Batman v Superman Perry White Lawrence Fishburne the other okay. news <laughs> I thought it was I thought I was attributing the wrong news person in, in my stuff so uh, I, well, I have to tell I'm, myself I'm, I'm glad you have your journalistic integrity Chris yeah. making sure you uh, properly quote your uh, your references yeah because it's such a Spider-Man thing but I was like well Batman v Superman did give me a quote I'll give it that okay there you go anyway Mike that's it we've done two episodes today we're gonna wrap it up here it is yes. late here I am ready for dinner myself but if people want to know what you're up to and see that sweet slash salty photo of your movie-going treat, where can they find you at? Well, all you got to do is uh, follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, what about you? If people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. You can also have a comic UI. I'm hoping to go to a couple of shows Comic Cons, uh, one this winter, one the you know, uh, early late February. So hopefully we can see you there. Uh, people want to know more about uh, our show. Listen to that Joker review. Where can they find those at? 
uh, all you got to do is visit superheroslate.com. That is the best place to find our awesome show notes. So there, there's so many links in the notes for this episode. So go check out our show notes for this episode and click through and see all the things that we talked about. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen to your podcasts. Um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Um, make sure you're subscribed and stay tuned. I promise I will not sound like this next week. I'll be back to my normal true uh, form. So uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, let us know if you um, if you plan on buying this ridiculously expensive box set and if you think the autographs are worth it to drop a half a grand for all of these movies or you probably own them already and maybe you don't even want it. But uh, reach out and let us know. We love hearing from you. I just checked. It's on Best Buy Live right now for pre-order. So if people well, they didn't take it down, there's still no information. But it's still up if you want to pre-order. <laughs> you know, if we, ha- if we had like an affiliate link where if we sent people there and we got a little, uh, yeah. we got a little cut of that, I'd be like, yeah, buy the this box set it looks great I, I would love for each of us to get a copy to review for the podcast oh I mean, yeah, yeah i, I yeah. definitely watch them all in a week to, to yeah review them. send us uh, send some courtesy uh our way but uh we love hearing from you we love uh making this show for you guys even when you're dead sick and i can't even talk like a normal human i'll i'll get in front of this microphone for you guys so uh we love hearing from you reach out and let us know and if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and I will hopefully be here, not dead, next week. Yeah, hopefully you're back to normal and I don't catch it from you. So Yeah. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. When I was kind of looking up the news, I was like, nothing, nothing came out of New York Comic Con this year. <laughs>